So, you know, when, when we look at some of the things that I do and, and my colleagues do and, as, as helping make things uh, better for our country, you know, we kind of look back to the, the founding of our country and, and part of what uh, the foundation of our society was based on uh, improving culture, improving quality of life. And, and we do that through the arts with so many ways. Uh, you know, one of my favorite quotes when I think through this is from John Adams, one of the founding fathers, talking about that he studies war and politics so that his children can study mathematics and philosophy and their children can study poetry and painting and music. And that's kind of indicative of how our country's grown and, and how we as a society uh, tend to look at, or should look at how we, we move forward. You know, uh, John Adams understood that freedom to do the things that we wanted to in society also meant that we had uh, the opportunity that the future generations could live in peace and, and be able to have a prosperous society. And, and that's, those are kind of the, the same standards that we want to live up to today that we want to work for and, and move forward. As Jim mentioned uh, last week, I hosted our uh, congressional uh, art competition uh, in our district. And for those of you that aren't, aren't familiar with that process, uh, each year, uh, every congressman and woman uh, across the country uh, has an opportunity to, to uh, pull in high school students uh, from their district and have a competition to present uh, an art uh, exhibit, which is then the winner is displayed in the Capitol building for the next year. And it, it's a wonderful thing to go through. Uh, I've been in office now uh, two years, and uh, going through that cycle, the last, the last two cycles that we've been able to do that, it's just a, a great event to see the talent of, of all of these young, uh, young students. I, I probably additionally am, uh, amazed because my background's as an engineer. So uh, it's more of, uh, I don't necessarily have an artistic bone in my body other than I know what I like. And so uh, I'm just amazed at the things that they can do and, and how dramatic they can, they can present their arts and their skills. Last year, or last week, we had uh, 209 different exhibits from 169 different students uh, from 12 different high schools across my district. And uh, what we've done, uh, both of the, the two years that we've done this, is we partner up with uh, Mark on the Arts, which uh, in Wichita is a, a new facility that's uh, actually just opened a, a year and a half ago. I was able to be at the, the grand opening ceremony. But it's actually a, a full-fledged uh, uh, art museum. But they also, as they built it, they said, how do we do more than just have a presentation, have a description of, of or an opportunity for people to uh, uh, display their skills. But they actually have uh, have classes that they conduct and, and, and provide for, for the community. Uh, and they do it in a variety of things from, you know, pottery to art to actually even have a, a cooking uh, room that they actually go through that process as well. So it's actually a, a tremendous facility that's, uh, that's operated there in Wichita. Uh, the whole process has been a great success. It's, it's great that uh, uh, we partner with, well, Southwest, Southwest, Southwest Airlines partners with the, uh, uh, the Congressional Art Commission so that uh, the winning student from each district uh, can come up and see their, uh, their exhibit displayed here. So it's really a kind of a way to connect them from the district. I see Susan nodding her head over there, so I know you did, 
you went through that same thing. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a great thing. There's there's really some phenomenal uh, students, and, and particularly I, I'm kind of lucky because there's some great instructors at the high school level in, in our district that uh, really really put that forward. Um, you know, just it, it just reminds me over and over again about the creativity and innovation in our society, and and how we need to continue to push through that. Um, one of the things that I've talked a lot about uh, as I've been in uh, office is how do we make sure that intellectual property rights are maintained um, from a standpoint of, as we look within the country, but also so many of the trade agreements. Uh, I'm on the Ways and Means Committee, which trades one of those areas of responsibility that we have in the committee, and, and looking at how do we make sure that uh, we protect the innovation, the thought process, the hard work that people have gone through in developing uh, and, and showcasing their skills, uh, whether that deals with you know, the, uh, an artistic endeavor, whether it deals with technology, whether it deals with uh, you know, a, a new car, a, a, a Facebook, or you know, any of those endeavors that actually help society move forward. There's so much similarities in terms of how do we protect that, uh, uh, that uh, intellectual property. You know, last year, uh, one of the things I was involved in is helping was pass the Music Modernization Act, which was intended to help make sure that artists and, and uh, that services like, uh, you know, Spotify uh, were able to make sure that uh, uh, people were paid for the work that they've done, that the, what their creativity and, and what they've uh, developed. And so, uh, in December, we were able to celebrate the signing of the bill, and, and actually, I was able to uh, to go down at the uh, the new Washington headquarters uh, for the Grammys and uh, participate in a, a ribbon cutting to signify the uh, the opening of the new facility. I was down there with uh, then minority leader Steny Hoyer and Debbie Watson Schultz, and so that's kind of just showcases that it's something that Republicans and Democrats. Uh, can work together on in terms of uh, looking at how do we how do we make our society better. Um, one of the things talking about too is as we look at how do we make our, our economy grow, how do we make more opportunities. You know, it's, it's estimated that seventy percent of the jobs in twenty thirty don't exist today. So when we look at what kind of new opportunities people can have. Uh, in any endeavor, in any, any way, uh, it's, we, we need to make sure that we, we allow for that uh, creativity, allow for the innovation to, to take hold and, and to move forward and, and looking at how do, we, how do we make that growth and the future of our country. Um, agencies, you know, like the, uh, the Institute for the Museum and Library Sciences and the National Endowment for the Arts uh, play a vital role as part of our country in terms of how do we make sure that those, um, that, that, that creativity is continue to move forward and, and support it. And um, there's all sorts of different ways to support, you know, how we uh, support our creativity. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, we provide uh, not just funding at the federal level, but also incentives uh, for private individuals to, to participate in, and be engaged, as they have been through throughout history, really, of the world. So uh, I want to make sure that uh, we work together and, and we can find common ground to help make, make our society move forward, make sure that uh, uh, we, we continue to leverage that opportunity that so many of us have to use our creativity in any fashion to help, help make society better. So um, I think, were there a couple minutes if there were questions? So I, I also have the honor of making the next introduction. 
And I, I was shocked a little bit, you know, on the things on the page when I, when I looked here is that, you know, they have the wrong, the wrong show that, you know, Tim Daly's famous for on this sheet. So, you know, of course I'm aging myself again, but, you know, Wings was a show that I grew up on. And I don't know if that's a faux pas for an actor to uh, to talk about an old show as opposed to the current one, but uh, obviously it shows the breadth of range that he has his skill. And, um, actually, uh, you know, Monk, you know, another show that you know he was, he uh, played in just so many different things, and it it's uh, it's great to have somebody who's a veteran of our creative community and and uh, done so much as an actor and producer and, and director and and utilize his skills and ability, his platform, to, to help promote the, the arts and create the, the Creative Commission and so much work that he's done here. So uh, without uh, ado, I'd like to uh, turn it over to the president of the Creative Coalition, Tim Daly. Hi, everybody. Do I have salad in my teeth? <laughs> Just ask. Okay, I'm gonna quickly run through our delegation so you know who's here. Uh, we have me, President of Creative Coalition, from Madam Secretary, Wendy McClendon-Covey, from the Goldbergs, Ethan Kutkowski, say your name for me. Kutkowski. from uh, Shameless, Steve Howie from Shameless, Katarina Scorsoni from Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice with me, by the way, for five years, uh, Anthony Kerrigan from Barry, Anthony Rapp from Star Trek Discovery, CCH Pounder from uh, CSI New NCIS New Orleans, Dean Norris from Breaking Bad and The Act, Sherry Appleby from Unreal, Harry Hamlin from Mad Men, Sam Daly, who happens to be my son, who's been on Madam Mad Secretary and uh, Magicians and some upcoming stuff, Lindsay Goffman, who's the executive producer of uh, The Good Doctor, Meryl Poster, who's an Emmy Award-nominated producer of Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, Project One Way Discovery, among many other things, Lori Gordon, who is the Vice President of Human Resources at Cardinal Health, Jacqueline, Jack, Jacqueline, Barnett Esquire, founder of the Law Offices of Jacqueline Barnett, uh, and she's been on the talk as a personality. Dr. Ryan Hungate, founder and CEO of Simplify. Meredith Perry, founder of UBeam. John Levy, founder of The Influencers. Robert Wong, executive creative director at Google. Uh, and David Block Esquire uh, and Jackson Lewis. So, those, so let's give them a hand. Those are the So, quickly, for those of you who don't know, the Creative Coalition is a group of uh, prominent members of the arts and entertainment community, and now other communities, titans of industry and innovation and design, who feel it's our obligation to educate and inspire our audiences to mobilize around issues of public importance, especially arts advocacy and public arts ed education, among many other things which I could talk about, but ask, ask your table mates. Um, it's our belief that uh, it's, it's our mission to protect, defend, and promote the arts in the United States. And I want to be very clear that we don't work only for artists. We are promoting arts as a basic human right. We believe that every child should be exposed to and participate in the arts, not so that they can become professional artists, but because we know for a fact that it will enrich their lives. It will make them more empathetic, more uh, more compassionate, more interesting, more imaginative, more creative, and more productive human beings. Um, so, uh, thank you. Um, so, 
know, it's interesting because there's so many things going on right now, and the question would be why now? Why support arts now? Uh, and I'm going to tell you why. Because there is no more powerful change agent available to mankind. The, the, the ways that arts can influence uh, people in positive ways is extraordinary from the work that is being done with veterans with PTSD, to people with emotional disabilities, uh, to uh, the prison communities. Uh, and I'm gonna give you, I don't often do this, but I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my own story and how um, the arts have helped me. So I was watching, um, I think, ESPN or something one day, and there was an athlete, and this was not an unfamiliar story. The athlete was talking about how his dad left when he was a kid, and his mom was addicted to drugs, and he had this one thing that helped him get out of his bad circumstance and make something of his life. And at the age of whatever it was, 60 or something, there I was watching TV, and I suddenly thought, wait a minute, that's me. That is my story. My dad left when I was a little kid. My mom was an addict. And I didn't grow up in the inner city. I wasn't, I you know, always had enough to eat. But I was in a very difficult circumstance as a child. And by the time I was in my early teens, I was a full-blown alcoholic. And, um, and I was very, very uh, expert at hiding it. But I was a blackout drunk from the time I was a young kid. However, my freshman year in high school, I was cast in a Shakespeare play called All's Well That Ends Well. And this is also back in the day. I was also dyslexic, just not, not to throw. And I hesitate to tell this story because I've had so many blessings. My slice of the luck pie and the fortune pie has been so big that I don't want this to seem as though I'm whining. I'm just telling this because it's what happened. So I, I figured out that I couldn't learn the lines, and I didn't know why. But then I went to the baseball field, and I had a bucket of baseballs, and I would take the baseballs, and I would throw them over home plate. And I realized that when I was moving, the lines went right into my brain. I'm what they call a kinetic learner. Um, and it helped me overcome, to a significant degree, my uh, dyslexia. And it gave me a place that I could go to feel um, that I had a direction. Robert Mer uh, Thomas Merton, sorry, who's um, a Jesuit uh, uh, philosopher said, art enables us to find ourselves and lose ourselves at the same time. And that's exactly what happened to me. When I was doing theater, I lost myself in time. My imagination was completely captivated by this imaginary world where I was trying to figure out what other people felt like, what they were doing, what motivated them to be the way they were. And it also helped me find myself, I found myself as a human being. I found my profession and um, when I eventually got lucky enough to get sober when I was quite young, my world just opened up and every blessing that I've had since then is because of the arts. So uh, that is uh, my personal story about the testament to the power of arts and how transformative they can be. So we are here today to uh, advocate for the National Endowment for the Arts and to dispel some misconceptions about it because a lot of people think that Hollywood people show up and they're advocating for Hollywood. Um, they're very suspicious when you're not uh, 
talking about something that's in your direct financial self-interest. We're not. We're here because, as I said, we know the arts will enrich this country. And the, the misconception about the NEA is that uh, it, it is for Hollywood people. It's not. It's disproportionately targeted to rural areas and areas that are underserved. So the people that have been talked about so much, the people who are forgotten or, or uh, uh, who are flown over, those are the people who benefit the most from the National Endowment for the Arts. Uh, we believe in private funding, but that takes place mostly in big cities, Dallas, New York, Chicago, Miami, LA, those places will be fine. There are a lot of people with a lot of deep pockets who will fund Philharmonics and, and you know the Kennedy Center and places like that. But it's the little rural communities and the places you wouldn't think of that need this NEA money. Um, so we're here to convince politicians and people to spread this word. Um, so if in closing, I just would like to invite all of you to help us uh, with spread this word because um, arts are not about being professional artists. They're about things that are in our lives every single day. This is what I've come to learn. Arts are like love. We cannot agree on a definition, but we all agree that we need it. Arts are like, they're like air. We are very seldom conscious of the fact that it surrounds us or that we're breathing it every few seconds, but it sustains us. And art is like food. Uh, we are not gonna like everything we taste. Some of it we might think is kind of disgusting. Some of it might be absolutely delicious, but we need it because it keeps us alive. It allows us to survive. So um, thank you for having us. And please spread the word and spend a moment every day being conscious of the art that surrounds you and the way that you participate in art, whether it's sewing a costume for your kid's school play or listening to the radio and singing along or playing bongo drums in your basement. Uh, it is in your lives and it is important to you. I know that. So let everybody know 